The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's like I've suddenly forgotten how to start a podcast. This, hello. 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 I got a text this morning from some kind of bot, and it was just all caps. Hello. Not a text. An email. Hello. Good morning. Greetings of the day. Oh, let's start like that from okay. now on. Hello. Good morning. Greetings of the day. We are Witches, Magic, and Murder and Mystery Podcast. Uh, I'm Megan. I'm Kara. And we've lost our minds. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Greetings. Greetings. Good morning. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> it's like an alien who's like, I don't know the right words to say. So insert your greeting of the day here, you know? <laughs> or it's like where they forget to edit the email and it's like, hello, and then parentheses name. Yeah. <laughs> I get those from like, there's this, I can't, she's like a well known blogger person. And I get marketing emails from her like that. And I always feel, I'm always like, you're fancier than this. You should know you better. You should know better. Who does your marketing? Yeah. <laughs> what program are you paying for that is not inserting the names of people? And it says, hello. Insert name, name here. Yeah. Oh, man. We're here. We are here. We're here. We're here. Um, With another episode. And... We all survived Thanksgiving, and, and nobody seemed to get ma- mad at me for the last week's episode, which I'd, I fully expected somebody to be like, what were you thinking? Why would you say such things on the internet? Also, guys, I don't know if you saw it, but I had the picture of, <laughs> what's her name? Gwen. Uh, no, no, no. I want to no. say Genev- Gertrude. Gertie. Gertrude. Picked, I had it printed out whenever I did with the episode, and then we have a refrigerator in here, and so... <laughs> Before I left, I, I folded it up and I stuck it in the refrigerator <laughs> so that when Kara opened it, she would see it. And I was so pleased with myself. She was. And it took her days. I don't hydrate enough, I guess. Days to open the refrigerator <laughs> before she finally saw it. But was, she was so I proud was of herself. Delighted when you when that finally paid off. <laughs> so <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's Thanks. great. I'm so proud of you. We're okay, just little tricksters over here. <laughs> You said that like more little track little stars. Sorry, <laughs> bud. What what do we have for the episode? <laughs> okay, let's never do that. Don't, again. Not, I don't know what I, where you're from, but that's not that's Moira. That's how she David. David. Fall the cheese. <laughs> I can quote the whole thing. Oh, like I guess sure. insane. I'm obsessed. Okay, so mine's a lighthearted one after yours. Oh, good. And I'm going to tuck this under mystery, just because nobody really knows what this lady looks like. Hmm. We, there's not many pictures of her, but so, she's a badass woman. This is before the selfie times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so remember in one of my episodes, I was talking about the Pinkerton detectives? I think it was Agent Yeah, Charles. yeah, yeah. So, one of the first female detectives or private eyes Ooh. is Kate Warren. Nice. She's a Pinkerton detective. I love it. Yes. Okay. 
So Kate Warren, who died in 1868, left behind thrilling legacies that remain shrouded in mystery. She was um, a master of assumed identities, so no official photographs of her exist. That's oh. fitting for a person who whose profession was required in hiding in plain sight. Nice. I love her. Oh, I think it's so, <laughs> it's so awesome to be like a spy. You know, what I, mean? I know. Okay, and her like being in 1868, like mm-hmm. and a woman, yeah, doing this, yeah, doing it hard I like too. It. I like it, doing it hard, doing it up. Okay, okay. She was born in 1833 in New York. Um, she was the closest a woman could get into working in law enforcement. Hmm. Um, she was a prison matron. More than 50 years before the first female police officers, including Marie Owens from Chicago, Illinois, Lola Baldwin from Portland, Oregon, and Fanny Bigsby from Long Beach, California, would be sworn into their respective forces in more than 100 years before New Hampshire State Police would appoint Frances Glesner Lee, the first female police captain in the U.S. Oh. So, so our, she our lady blazed the trail. Kate here was ahead of her time. Okay. Yes. So by 1987, women would account for more than 7% of the force. Mm. Today, they represent more than a tenth of all United States law enforcement. Still a small, tiny percentage, but representation in a field where it was once unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So 1856, at the age of 23, her husband passed away, leaving her a widow. She found herself at loose ends uh, with no way to support herself. She decided she was going to approach Alan Pinkerton. And she went to his office in Chicago and asked for a job as a detective. Can you imagine her. her just like... One day sitting up and being like, you know what? Yeah, here's what I'd like to do. I'm struggling struggling yeah. financially. I'm not going to go work at, like, the market or anything. Mm-mm. I want to be a detective. Here's what I'm good at. <laughs> this is, I can get to the bottom of stuff. I can hide <laughs> myself. <laughs> Nobody knows what I look like. <laughs> you don't even know what I look like. You're talking to me right now? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So, it says, Alan Pinkerton assumed she was there for clerical work. And she quickly yeah. explained that she's not. So, to his surprise, she had responded to a newspaper advertisement for detectives. So, according to Pinkerton in his book, The Spy of the Rebellion, his response was that employing women in the type of role was not customary. But what he would come to realize is that Warren had no interest in what was customary. <laughs> she was like, no, 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 sir. She's fantastic. <laughs> well, also, it seems like it would be even better that way because no one would suspect that she's investigating. Yeah. Like, they just, that's, oh, what, yeah. that's a woman. She's oh, not yeah. smart. She's enough. not. She can't do that. Yeah. She's just a little fancy She's just here woman. to look pretty. She's just yeah. a fancy woman. <laughs> So it said, working her way into places she wasn't supposed to be ended up being one of Warren's greatest strengths. Although Pinkerton had many women working for him as clerks and secretaries, he had never hired a female detective, claiming it was not the custom to do so. So despite his initial skepticism, Pinkerton was soon charmed by Warren's manner. She offered up the many potential merits of female detective from her ability to manipulate targets into believing that she was on their side in a way that men could not. Mm. So she was like, hey, I'm yeah. here for you. Yeah, I, yeah twirling her hair. Yeah. Like putting her little hand under, her janky <laughs> yeah. little hand under her chin. You would never suspect otherwise. Well, let, me, let me listen. I'm a lady. I'm a lady. You know no better. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> She's like, dumbass. <laughs> so in Pinkerton's later accounts, Warren made a convincing argument. She spoke eloquently and noted that women could be most useful in worming out secrets in many places, which would be impossible for a male detective. 
Morn pointed out that a woman would be able to befriend the wives and girlfriends of suspected criminals and gain their confidence, adding that men often brag around women and that women have a better eye for detail and observation. Pinkerton, who later described her as a commanding person whose intellectual and honest features made her seem like a good confident. Hmm. So he hired her, making her the first female detective in the U.S. I love this. I love it so much. I was yeah. like, this is so feel good. Like, I like to think, yeah, if I was like somebody who lived back in that time period, that this is like yes. the kind. I don't know if I would have been brave enough to yeah. be the first detective. But you know what I mean? Like the whole oh, thing yeah. of like living in the role they've set for you and having to like you just well, sit at and home you're and- taught that mindset like a woman can't do this yeah a woman shouldn't do this i feel like i would have just withered away and died in that yeah <laughs> you know when all it's yeah. like you're supposed to sit at home and bake things and needlepoint it's yeah. like okay i mean not that there's i love those things i do like yeah you know baking things and yeah. sewing and all that but that's like there's so many other things i like that oh yeah would not have been accepted that's i mean not considered this, feminine this being yes. one of them oh yeah oh yeah Let's sit around and talk about <laughs> murder every week. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's normal. <laughs> We're normal. Okay. So two years after she was hired, Warren scored her first major case. She was sent to investigate reports of embezzlement with an important client staff. Adams Express Company, still operating today as an equity fund company. It was a freight carrier running throughout the North and South in the mid-1800s. The Pinkerton Agency had first worked with the company to solve a robbery in 1866. Hmm. So now they called upon them to find who, in their own ranks, was stealing from the company's bankrolls. Upon her arrival, she befriended Mrs. Maroney, the wife of an expressman believed to be the culprit. Soon, Mrs. Maroney trusted Kate and confided in her so much so that Kate was not able to prove Nathan Maroney's guilt, but all that she was not only able to prove Nathan Maroney's guilt, but also track down almost 40 of the 50,000 that had been stolen. Nice. Yes. So by 1860, it became obvious the Pinkertons, to the Pinkertons that not only Kate was valuable to them, but more female operatives, as he preferred to term his detectives. Operatives. Uh-huh. Would be as well. He opened a female detective bureau and put Morn in charge. Mm. <clears throat> Love it. So, of course, by this time, talk of slavery, um, the succession had begun to dominate the country. The election of Abraham Lincoln in November did little to diffuse the tension. What? Yeah. What's that like? So, What's that like with so, the political world is so dividing? Like, oh, we're back. It's 2020, <laughs> yeah. but we're back in, back in 1860. Oh. Where's Lincoln? I don't know. <laughs> is I anybody related know. to Lincoln? <laughs> Can we... <God. laughs> So Pinkerton dispatched Warren and four other agents to investigate succession threats and activities against Philadelphia, Wilmington, and Baltimore Railroad. Comparing their field reports, Pinkerton believed his agents were close to finding something far bigger than agitation. Mm. So President-elect Lincoln was to be assassinated in Baltimore en route to his inauguration. Oh. So <laughs> I said that like I didn't know. Oh, oh I had no idea that happened. I like what? Knew, I never knew about this in my what? history books. <laughs> David. Yeah. It's like any time now we just slip into Moira. <laughs> That's he was wh- assassinated. <laughs> and she's like in her closet on, <laughs> with Kai, her wigs. Kai is a kite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she used various aliases, including Miss Cherry and Miss Barley, posed as a sympathizer and a wealthy southerner to her marks she seemed a typical rich southern lady with a thick southern accent nice i love it watch like she probably didn't even have 
a normal Southern accent. She's no. from New York. No, I'm sure she had a terrible, <laughs> like, in the same way that, like, you know, Nicole Kidman, when she does a Southern accent, yes. it's like, dude. Dude, what are you doing? Don't. But people believed it. Yeah. Well, all they think is Southerners talk funny, and so oh. you can get by with whatever you okay, want to. I was in Tennessee one time, and somebody was like, where are y'all from? <laughs> Up north? And I was like, is Kentucky north enough for you? And yeah. she was like, I guess so. You ain't talk like us. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Sounds good, ma'am. When I went to New York, um, people were like, say this. Say that. And I'm like, okay. My accent's not even that bad, you yeah. guys. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you know. Do you guys know that when we talk about Moya, we're talking about Shit's Creek? Oh, I'm absurd. In my head, everybody knows Shit's Creek. But if you don't, go watch it. And oh tell my us. God. We'll watch it with you. I absolutely. I'm just going to go watch it all the time anyway. But like, We've do yourself a favor. Couch after this episode, God, it's the best. It. It's the best show. It's the I best. I just want to watch Patrick sing to David all day long. Or the one, or the episode where Patrick's in the play. Yes. He's so good. He's great. Oh, he's him. great. So anyway, if you don't know of Shit's yep. Creek, yep. that has absolutely nothing to do with this episode, except it really we our like, accents. We like to be Moira. <laughs> we This year, 2020, we are Moira. We are Moira. We're channeling Moira Rose. Okay. So it was in this role that Warren would get the case that would come to define her personal career and forever change the way female detectives were regarded in the U.S., Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top-of-the-line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge NCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately mm-hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over yeah. the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's gonna be so tangled not with this one nice and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to TYMOBeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. It was 1861 that Samuel H. Felton, the president of Philadelphia, Wilmington, and Baltimore Railroad, heard rumors of the activity in Maryland. 
In hopes of uncovering potential threats to his railroad, he brought in Pinkerton, the leading private detective agency at the time. But when Pinkerton himself went to Baltimore to investigate, he found the danger was much bigger than neither he or Felton had initially thought. Hmm. So, as such requested permission to continue the investigation, but shift focus to an assassination plot he believed was being planned. So, in February of that year, Warren was one of five agents chosen um, in Maryland to further investigate, and it became known as the Baltimore Plot. Warren was, again, sent undercover, laying on a thick accent. (laughs) (laughs) She was a Southern Belle visiting Baltimore, going by aliases. Under this pretense, Warren was able to successfully infiltrate the Baltimore secessionist movement and not only verify the Lincoln assassination plot, but uncover key details. According to Warren, the secessionist plan was to ambush Lincoln when he was transferred transferring trains in mm-hmm. Baltimore. After a 70-city tour leading up to his inauguration, the logistics of the Baltimore plot allegedly included a staged fight meant to distract the police, a group of attackers laying in wait, and a steamer waiting nearby to assure the culprits to safety. That's like, can you imagine trying to plan all that? It seems like Ocean's Eleven. Yes. It's very detailed. Yes. But I guess if you're planning something to assassinate the president, yeah, it had to be pretty yeah. involved. Yeah. So Pinkerton now had to arrange Lincoln's safe passage to Washington, which would not be as easy as it sounded. Lincoln had three engagements in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, that he refused to cancel. Being the tall and distinct man that he was, Lincoln stood out in a crowd, obviously, with his giant-ass hat. And he's also the president of the United States. People know who he is. Yeah, so they created a plan. Once finished with his Harrisburg engagements, Pinkerton, Warren, and Ward Hill Lamont the president-elect's self-appointed bodyguard, disguised Lincoln as an invalid, Warren played the role of the invalid sister. To conceal changes in Lincoln's itinerary, Pinkerton arranged a temporary telegraph fault, forestalling any warning to the conspirators. Can you imagine just, like, her pushing him in a wheelchair and, like, him acting a hot mess? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I really, really love it. So, Warren was central to uncovering and defeating the conspiracy, Um, with her travel arrangements, seeing Lincoln to safety to his destination. It was said that she never rested during the entire journey, constantly watching over Lincoln and supposedly inspiring the Pinkerton Agency's now legendary motto, we never sleep. Because she didn't. Yeah. I love that she's like the first one and she was also great at it. Yeah. Like she she did really important work. She's creating the path for these men as well. Like she's showing them up left and right. Yeah. Like she is responsible for what came their what became their motto. Yeah. Because of her behavior. She said work ethic. I mean, it's like, you know, sometimes you hear about um the first woman and it seems more symbolic than anything because it's just whatever. But this is Really cool. Yeah, I love her. No, too. <laughs> but we don't know what she looks like, really. But that's even better. I know. She's you know that, um, I don't want to get on it too much of a tangent, but the Unsolved Mysteries episode that, ha- that with the lady who's found dead in the hotel room? Yes. Okay. Because I'm, I'm like, sure. I'm like, well, obviously, she was a secret uh-huh. operative. Yeah. Um. So that's all I keep thinking about is how, oh. like, this is the guy, like, that woman is the kind of woman that this woman was, where yes. she's like... She all the aliases. She is whoever you need her to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So it says that the protection that Warren and Pinkerton provided to Lincoln during this time became the foundation of a long relationship between the private detective agency and the 16th president. So he used them often. Mm. Um, When the American Civil War started in April 1861, Pinkerton wrote to Lincoln offering his services, not realizing General George B. McClellan was already planning to ask them to lead and what became the Union's first centralized military intelligence agency. By the end of July 1861, Pinkerton and his top detectives, including Warren, had set up the headquarters of the Union Intelligence to the Union! (laughs) (laughs) Service to the Revolution! (laughs) Service in Cincinnati, Ohio, and began conducting undercover espionage operations, marking the very beginnings of what would eventually evolve into the CIA. (laughs) She's so badass. (sighs) Warren by then, promoted to the position of female superintendent of detectives, was also thought to have been Pinkerton's mistress and during these operations often posed as his wife. Working closely both with Pinkerton and Timothy Webster, another of the agency's top detectives and spies, Warren was able to gather intel by charming her way into Southern social circles and events. Mm. So she must have really sounded Southern. She had to. And the Southerners were like, okay, yeah, you're a part of us. (laughs) I mean, we're assuming she's great at everything else. Yeah. Why wouldn't she be? Why wouldn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Just because I can't do accents. (laughs) We pretend to. Okay. (laughs) I'll never admit that again. Otherwise, I'm fantastic at accents. Say that. I just Uh, sound like a Kentuckian trying to be something else. Anytime I try to do another accent, that's what we do. Though she continued to set the standard for her field, Warren was no longer the only female spy conducting espionage during the Civil War. She had, by this point, successfully paved the way for other female or for other women, many of which who worked under Warren herself as Pinkerton's first female detective bureau. Oh, I love it. I also really like the idea when she first started of how many men, when they found out, like, she was a detective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I got screwed. I got screwed over by a woman. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. What? Yeah. And then, like, so she's working with Pinkerton, but then he also has, like, another top male, but it mentions her first and <laughs> then him. Yeah. So Pinkerton was like, yeah, I'm hiring this woman. Yeah. She's badass. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I love it. I like it when people underestimate and then get proven wrong, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then like encourage it. Yeah. <sighs> so good. Warren's work didn't end with the start of the Civil War in 1861, although its tenure shifted. Alongside George Bangs, an English-born spy with Timothy Webster, she was sent to establish a forward intelligence base in Cincinnati, like I mentioned. She used a dozen or more aliases. She worked as a spy and also continued her work um, as the superintendent of female detectives. When she wasn't down south doing her Southern Bell accent, she was lucky, but Webster wasn't. Unmasked as a Union agent, Webster was hanged in Richmond on April 29th, 1862. Of course, the need for agents and qualified detectives didn't end with the Civil War, and Warren's undercover work continued long after the Union prevailed. During the post-era war, or post-war era, God bless America, (laughs) Warren worked a series of high-profile cases, including the murder of bank teller George Gordon, who had been killed during a robbery. Once Pinkerton identified the main suspect, Warren was sent in to under sent in undercover to befriend the man's wife mm. through this relationship, was able to obtain a confession and discover where the culprit had hidden the stolen money. Warren was tapped for a case brought to Pinkerton by Captain J.N. Sumner, a seaman who'd come to believe that his sister and her lover were trying to poison him. In an impressive performance, Warren posed as a fortune teller to get information from the captain's sister. This just sounds so freaking fun. <laughs> like a fortune teller. Yeah. yeah. 
And it says the ruse revealed not only the attempts to kill her brother, but that her lover had already successfully done the same to his former wife. Dang. While the investigation, the Sumner case, or while investigating the Sumner case, she still spent time out of the field coordinating Pinkerton's Bureau of Female Agents. So she is not only questioning these people as like a fortune teller, she's going back and teaching these female agents how to be yeah so she's still working in the field while people. also teaching. yeah i real i also like the idea of like okay you've got this situation somebody comes to you they they want you to solve their case and then you have to figure out like okay like what role am i going to play yeah. this time and it's like <laughs> i'll be a fortune teller yes like how did she and yeah. pinkerton's just like yeah you do you yeah you do I you. love it good at it yeah i would have so much fun with that oh my gosh yeah and how like She's being a fortune teller, but then, like, the next day she has to go back and do her normal thing. Yeah. But then go back a couple hours later and be a fortune teller or whatever, a Southern Belle or whatever. Yeah. I always think that with anybody who works undercover. I always think, like, it must be so hard to go back and forth. Yeah. And and also... at what point do you absorb that other personality? Yeah. Especially, depending on what world you're having to live in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. (sighs) Okay, before hiring on the female detectives, Pinkerton would tell female applicants, in my service, you will serve your country better than on the field. I have several female operatives. If you if you agree to come aboard, you will go in training with the head of my female detectives, Kate Warren. She has never let me down. <laughs> I love yeah. it so much. She was given a new title, Supervisor of Female Agents. Warren was set for a long, high-flying career with Pinkerton. Already America's first female detective, she'd also served president-elect from a or she saved president-elect from assassination she had become a senior private detective years before women were allowed to join police force in uniform never mind as a detective Mm. she was a trailblazer and sadly a shooting star that burned out too quickly Mm. so in january of 1868 kate contracted a lung infection possibly pneumonia unable to combat it it spread and there were no antibiotics yet she died on january 28th she was oh. just 34 or 35 years old. Oh, dang. Yeah. She was so young. She was so young. So today she rests in the famed Graceland Cemetery in Chicago. She was buried at the, at the Pinkerton plot, although her last name remains misspelled as W-A-R-N instead W-A-R-N-E, despite the indignity. They indignity. misspelled her name. <laughs> yeah. In the family <laughs> plot. Jeez. Yeah. So despite that, uh, she was deeply memorable. A memorable woman whom Pinkerton named as one of his best five detectives of all time. Oh, I love it. Yep. That's such a good story. To this day, Warren remains a key figure in the conversation around women in law enforcement, a pioneer who forever changed the role of women in the field that once exclusively opened to men. She would likely be proud to hear more than 10% of the force is now female, but knowing Warren isn't one to settle, she'd also (laughs) characterize the battle as not being over. Perhaps it never will be, but it's a lot easier to fight because of Warren. Nice. And then Pinkerton wrote a book, and he not only thanked her, but consistently referred to her as his best detective and a testament to both their professional and personal relationships oh that's so great <laughs> i know that's a good one i love it and so we, much we don't we there's no pictures of her no isn't that crazy i can share like the picture of like the pinkerton and detective agency like logo or whatever. yeah but i'm just thinking about how it's what like, would she look like the only way you know she exists is because pinkerton of her reputation yeah and you how, know yeah he loved her so much that he wanted to carry on her legacy. she could so easily be forgotten if somebody didn't yeah carry it on yeah, and just imagine, like, those women that she had trained before she passed, and then those women training other women and telling her story. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. I know. It's so good. Yeah, it's a great one. 
I love that. I love it. It was a short story, but it was so good. Yeah. Well, then, like you said, after last week, it's good to yeah. have something a little bit yeah. happier and easier. Yes. Heartfelt. Uh, yeah. Good job. I love Thanks. her. Badass woman. I've never heard of her, so that's exciting. I love her so much. Yeah. Okay, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for listening to us. If you like this episode, share with your friends. Yeah. Uh, oh, we've started getting emails. Oh, we have. It's I'm so, so fun. People it. are sending in their local stories. And so, like we've said a few times, um, it doesn't have to be a Kentucky story. No. We do. I, I purposely look out for stories around Kentucky. and Because and it's like, fun for us. So, yeah. Yeah. Indiana, Tennessee, like surrounding areas. But really, whatever your local like story sleep, is. Really. No, I never sleep. <laughs> I quit sleeping. <laughs> Why? There's Why would so much sleep? to do. Yeah. Feel free to send us whatever your local story is, because if you have a personal connection to it, that makes it so much more interesting. And those of you that have sent us stories, we are working on them. Yes. Um, I'm really excited. I'm very excited. So you can send those to whichismagicmurdermystery at gmail.com. Yes. Or our, it's just those four words. No and. Whichismagicmurdermystery yeah. at gmail.com. And then you can send it to our Instagram page as well. You can DM us. Yeah, yeah, which is also which is magic yeah. murder mystery. <laughs> Super easy. See how consistent that is. <laughs> we love to stick. Oh to Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.